Even in Southern California, we find Christian conservative entrepreneurs. Today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Have you told your friends and family about Biden's latest teleprompter gaffe? Which one, you ask? There's so many to choose from. But if you're having a good laugh at the family picnic about Biden's latest incomprehensible rant, then perhaps you should mention the Kingdom Patriot Group in our podcast, The Grid. Why? Because we're actually doing something positive to try and improve our country instead of destroying it like that Looney Tune. Tell your family to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us and listen to The Grid on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a host of other platforms. We grow when you talk. That's kingdompatriot.us. Welcome to this week's News and Review. The current state of the election shows the Republicans have secured the 218 votes necessary to obtain the majority in the House of Representatives. Now, there are still four other races that are being counted, and Bullard in Colorado is in a runoff. Um, of the four races, Republicans are leading in all of them, but three of those races are actually in California, so you never know what might happen when they count all the votes. Why we can get all the paper ballots counted in just one day 40 years ago, but we can't with computers today is beyond me. Okay, there's a few big stories on the Newswire this week. Let's start with Hunter Biden. It looks like the GOP is announcing to the world that they are going after the president and his son for their corrupt foreign partnerships that were created as a cash cow to grant both access and favor. Now, this certainly needs to be done, but did the GOP not learn anything? The public at large, specifically the independents, is not worried about this or the 2020 election being stolen and a whole bunch of other topics. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about crime. Yet, I want to be clear, corruption needs to be investigated. Criminality has to be rooted out. But come on, you don't need to announce it to the world and grandstand. Do it behind the scenes. Get to the root. Stop looking like the little kid who finally can get revenge, because that's what it looks like. The Republicans stink at optics and narrative. Now, speaking of being in the news, Elon Musk is creating quite the scandal at Twitter for demanding that his employees work really, really hard and that they should commit to hard work and excellence in writing. Or they'll be fired, but they'll get three months of severance. Looks like to me that the little snowflake hotel for all those liberal youngins is coming to an end. Welcome to reality, folks. The rest of us know that in the real world, you actually do have to work hard and commit to excellence if you want to succeed. What a bunch of whinies. In business news, it turns out that when something is just too good to be true, it probably is. Do you remember Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of Theranos? She took the world by storm by claiming her company's devices could do all kinds of blood tests with a single drop of blood. She was worth billions as the company grew exponentially. Well, of course, until it turns out it was all fraud, she was sentenced this past week to 11 years in prison. Folks, people die because of this faulty testing done at the behest of her company. Well, FTX just joined the corruption party. Did you see the stories this week about the CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, who ran the FTX cryptocurrency exchange that went belly up? 
you know the Dems are running for cover on this one. I'll explain that one in a second. In what turns out to be similar to a traditional run on the bank, FTX was in a position that it owed more than $8 billion more than what it could actually pay out. As more details came out, it was discovered that FTX had funneled no less than $400 million of its assets to Alameda Research, which was another company owned by Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, everything I just shared to you was the principal information found on NBC's news story. Now let me tell you, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Bankman-Fried sent $38 million of donations to Democrats during this most recent midterm election cycle. So much so, it was second only to George Soros. When you donate to the Democratic Party and only George Soros donated more than you, you are in rare company. Some are calling this collapse worse even than Enron, and that he used the investments to fund his lavish lifestyle. Well, apparently he used it to fund the Democratic Party as well. I'm curious exactly how they will spin this one. Likely it will be the Republicans' fault for supporting capitalism. Okay, now to the educational segment of this week's recap. How to elect the Speaker of the House. Now, contrary to popular belief, the majority party does not automatically assume control of the Speakership. That's surprising, right? In fact, both the majority and minority parties select a candidate that is then voted upon by the entire House chamber. The majority is most likely to win because presumably the majority party will all vote in lockstep for their candidate. So in reality, there is a situation, although it's rare, where the minority party's candidate actually could win. So it raised eyebrows this past week when the Republicans' majority party candidate, Kevin McCarthy, won his party's nomination for speaker, but has dissenting people in the ranks within his own caucus that actually possibly could not vote for him, or worse, vote for the minority party's candidate. Because the Republicans hold such a slim majority, it's actually possible if the Democrats selected a very likable candidate that several Republicans would defect and either not vote at all or vote for the Democratic candidate, and you would now have a Democrat Speaker of the House, despite the Republicans holding the majority. The House Freedom Caucus, who is in large part, supports President Trump, has expressed concern with McCarthy. Even Pelosi has gone on national television to tell people she doesn't believe McCarthy has the votes. Now, I'm not a big McCarthy fan, but one thing we have to get better at is uniting when it's time to vote. Because getting just some of what we like is better than getting 100% of what we don't like. This is the argument I have when a conservative libertarian or third-party candidate runs and ends up splitting the Republican vote. What is the usual result? The Democrat wins. A.K.A. Remember Ross Perot? If it's one thing, you have to hand it to the Democrats. They are always in lockstep, completely united in their disdain for Christian conservative Republicans. We could learn a thing or two about uniting when the vote is on the line. For this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. Hello, fellow Americans and patriots. Today, I welcome a very special guest to the grid, Tony Lanny, the co-founder and CEO of America First Insurance Group. Tony, welcome to the grid. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. So even though I've only gotten to know you for just a few minutes, I already can tell that we have a kindred spirit and what you're doing is really at the heartbeat of really what we espouse here at the Kingdom Patriot Group, that intersection of faith, politics, and commerce, and looking for organizations that are not only offering an alternative, but actually a voice for those who want to do business with other organizations that share similar values. So, Tony, how about you just take a couple minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself out there in Southern California 
and we're not going to hold that against you. <laughs> and uh, just tell us a little bit about your organization, kind of how it got started and, uh, and how you got to where you are right now. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. You know, someone who's been, uh, I've been an insurance professional now for uh, just about 28 years. And what I have found is, you know, with companies going further and further and growing the way they are, and now big corporations eating up other companies, you know, many of these companies have turned woke. And people are really sick and tired of having to put their premium dollars to these companies. And they really want to be able to put their money and they want to put their premium dollars with companies that align with their values. And last fall, you'll appreciate this. What happened is last fall out here in Southern California, a news story had run on me, uh, excuse me, run about me. Uh, because what had happened was, is I had attended a rally for a recall Gavin Newsom, uh, you know, uh, rally out here in Southern California. He's, of course, uh, the governor of California. And they had interviewed me, Chris, at the rally and the paper ran a story on me. And afterwards, you know, I was giving, I, I noticed because I was giving my opinion saying, obviously, you know, he has to go and he's not aligning with our values and the state has just become too left. And what I noticed, Chris, is a lot of negative comments that were coming to me, not only subtly from my clients, but also from people online. And I started to, I felt, lose some clients all because I had said some things about Gavin, you know, Gavin Newsom. and that he's really got to go. So I decided, you know what? I wasn't going to put up with that. I, you know, my beliefs are my beliefs. I'm a Christian conservative, Trump supporting. I won't wear a mask and, uh, you know, and I, I just won't do it. And so that's how America First Insurance was born. So I find that really interesting, Tony, that there is, we've seen in this wokeness that we see companies putting pressure on companies. We see personalities putting pressure on companies. But if I'm hearing you correctly, it was actually your own clients where you said, I'm not sure that I need those clients if they're going to be the anti-freedom kind of folks yeah. that, that, that are really against your values. A hundred percent, because, you know, it's unfortunate because people in this industry, you know, and I don't care if it's whether it's in the insurance industry or other sales professionals, whether they're realtors or anyone on that level, what happens is people will start to say, oh, well, you know, I have a business to run, so I'm just going to work with everyone. Listen, I love working with everyone. And I have dear friends of mine who are not necessarily conservative, but I don't base my my friendship on their, you know, on whether they're conservative or not. You know, I'm going to go off of their their character. And so unfortunately that we had and I had in my agency is that people would all of a sudden start to be very negative at the fact that. I was a Trump supporter or I had conservative values. I thought to myself, why am I going to do business with people who are going to be that caustic and going to be that, you know, going to have that much friction because of my beliefs? It's almost like we as Christians, if we're Christians and we say, okay, you know, we're, we believe in God and we believe in going to heaven when we're not here, you know, obviously no longer here. And people will just go, well, I don't believe in that or I don't believe in God or I don't, oh, great. Or I'm an atheist. Oh, fantastic. And it's like they don't want to be open to even to have a conversation, not a conversation to be able to convince them, Chris. But it's a matter of, you know, we, you and I are old enough to remember that when people agree to disagree, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm conservative, I'm liberal. Fantastic. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and have a discussion. And so society 
will try to divide us. Because if you can divide us, then obviously you can control us better. So it's a matter of really being able to say that for people who don't want to work with me, with my values and how well we were really servicing them, I'm okay with that because there's other people who want to work with us and there's people who have the conservative values. And so if you don't do that, then you just start to do that for money and not really for your values. So it's really, really interesting. I mean, I, I could go off for probably a couple of hours just about the, the hypocrisy related to this movement. That is, we want, we want freedom of speech and we want the ability to express, but it's almost like the, uh, the Henry Ford, you can have any color you want as long just as it's black. black. Right. <laughs> and it's like, you can have any opinion you want, conservative, um, Christian, whatever. You can have any opinion you want as long as it's ours. And if it's not, you must be silent. But although, by the way, if you're silent, that's now violence. You actually have to promote ours and, and completely discount yours. So, I mean, I could go off on that because it drives me nuts. But I, I am curious a little bit about your clients. Did you find that, um, how do I say this? Did, did you find that it was really that, that caustic, um, just very against your views and they, and they were speaking out or, or some of those clients fearful because they don't, they were fear, uh, they were fearful to be associated with you because you're speaking out or is it kind of a mix? You nailed it right on the head. It's the people that are, were afraid of being associate, associated with you that other people would find out that, you know, they are with you or they believe in your values. It's, it's, it's weird. It's almost like when people, they, it's what's what's strange to me, Chris, is that people are afraid of just taking a stand and having their own values. You remember years ago when Hobby Lobby came over the whole thing and they said, hey, you know, with our uh, health insurance and it includes abortion, we don't support abortion. And people all of a sudden, they I mean, they, they just went crazy because it's a matter of saying, listen, if this is not what I believe in or I don't believe in Planned Parenthood, people start to look at you as if you're strange. But really what it is is it's a matter of other people, their friends, their family, and going, oh, oh, you are you must be anti-vax, or you know, you're you're anti-mask, or you're it's like, no, it's this is it's almost like if you say, Oh, what kind of ice cream do you like? I like chocolate. You like chocolate? Well, we like vanilla. Are you anti-vanilla? No, I just like chocolate. I mean, people just they just go crazy. It's like, can I just enjoy what I want to enjoy? When we started America First Insurance, and I'll go into that. But when we had started America First Insurance Group, people literally were were sending me emails, and I was in, in interviewed in Insurance Journal magazine, and the comments were so. Um, most of them they were positive, but some of them, Chris, were like, "Oh, great, yeah, shut off half of your revenue stream. How smart are you?" I, I'm sorry, it's like it's not a matter of us shutting off our revenue stream. If you and I, Chris, want to open up a vegan restaurant, I'm not vegan. But if we want to open up a vegan restaurant and people go, oh, boy, are you stupid? You're not going to serve meat? Well, you are just cutting off part of your. No, no. We just want to open up a vegan restaurant. So when now all of a sudden you say you're conservative because of all the negativity, you know, when you hear our president say things like, you know, how how terrible the Republicans are and our values and we're extremists. And I mean, this starts to now go into we remember, you know, learning this in our history books in school about, you know, Nazi Germany and these communists. And all of a sudden they want society on many levels, which is sad, 
to look at us as if we're different or strange. It's the same thing in, in, in the church. It's like if you say, I go to church every Sunday, or I believe in God, or I pray to my Lord and say, all of a sudden, people will look at you as like, you're different, and you're making them feel uncomfortable. Why? Because they feel that their values are being judged. When you're not judging their values, but they feel like all of a sudden, it's like they feel like there's a magnifying glass on them, and that they can't, um, that they don't, um, uh, what is it, level up. They don't, they can't compare to you. It's really very, very strange because when people feel like they can no longer, and they can, but people feel like, gosh, I don't want to be looked upon as, as different. I just want to kind of go with the flow. You know, it's almost like being on social media. Everything's kumbaya. Everything's beautiful. Everything's wonderful. But God forbid you can actually give your opinion about something. All of a sudden you're different. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I heard this, I've heard this phrase many, many times, but our society at large just doesn't know how to embody that. And it's this phrase, learn to, to disagree without being disagreeable. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. in our culture today, that, that is, that is really uh, a lost art because, uh, people want to fight. And I think, you know, and, and I'm probably not going to get too much on this rabbit trail, but I think and th this is my heart. We, we did a podcast probably six months ago three months ago, I can't remember exactly when, on lawlessness and what was really behind many of these, you know, gender movements mm -hmm. and ideation and liberal. And it was really the spirit of lawlessness that I, I, I truly believe is if we, we have seen Christ kicked out of every major venue of public life, that what has been replaced is the spirit of lawlessness that says, I will be subject to no authority but my own. Therefore, if you don't subscribe to what I do, you're violating my authority. And I am the only one who is qualified to decide what I am and what I believe and what is right and what is wrong. And I think that's why we see some of this chaos. Mm -hmm. It's because we have 330 million people in the United States trying to determine on their own what we should follow. In fact, I find it hilarious that Congress actually in many ways especially um, the liberal legislators are trying to actually codify lawlessness. <laughs> They're trying to pass laws that create and promote lawlessness. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a total paradox to me. But anyway, I digress because I, I, could, I could go forever on that. Can you tell us a little bit about the insurance products that your organization sells? Do you guys, are you limited to just, let's say, life insurance or are you kind of full spectrum? Yeah, not at all. As an insurance group, we work with many, many carriers and First of all, I have to tell you that, you know, all the, as you talk about the carriers, we vetted a lot of them. We mostly based, you know, on who they, who they donate to, Chris, the public statements that they make. And so currently we had decided to literally through the insurance organizations that we work with, we literally had probably had to say no to about 40 insurance carriers. And from those 40s, then we looked closely and we decided to cut out about 13 of them. Because they, we really didn't feel that they matched our values, you know the, the the companies, you know, including kind of Geico, State Farm, Progressive, and some of the others. But to answer your question, we're working with life insurance, homeowners, auto. Uh, we work with renters. We also have a, an RX savings plan for discounted prescriptions, which is amazing. We're very very proud as well of having a Christian Health Share program, which is just fantastic and. The overwhelming response is that people are saying, Hey, I can get coverage 
and protect myself and my family and truly, you know, with companies that share my values. In the coming months, I know we'll be having, we'll be offering cancer insurance, pet insurance, Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage plans as well too. So we are covering everything. Somebody had reached out to me and they said, can I get business insurance? Absolutely. So people are able to cover on all, you know, literally all levels of their lives, business, you know, business and personally. That's fantastic. The Kingdom Patriot Group is an LLC functioning as a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to help restore America to our founding principles. Our podcast, The Grid, intersects faith, politics, and commerce with the purpose to inform and inspire to action fellow believers and patriots. Two ways to join our mission. Visit KingdomPatriot.us to subscribe. Your free subscription will provide you with action alerts, prayer alerts, and notifications for new podcast episodes, as well as upcoming events. You can extend our reach and audience by forwarding those notifications to like-minded friends and family. Secondly, you can become a member for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. We don't manufacture our product to generate revenue, so our operating budget is derived solely through memberships. Won't you join the mission to help restore America? Visit KingdomPatriot.us today. Well, Tony, we've talked a little bit about your company, your organization, but as I, I read about you, I see that you've been a keynote speaker, you've led seminars, you're a member of Godspeak Calvary Chapel Church, where you volunteer, mm -hmm. and you're a constitution coach with Patriot Academy. Tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. As a constitution coach with an organization called the Patriot Academy, that is something that I got to do work through my wife. She actually is a constitution coach and she has I mean, literally coach people from all over the country. She does a fantastic job. And this is uh, Rick Green's organization uh, out of Texas, alongside with uh, David Barton. And what we did out here is for God, for excuse me, a Godspeed Calvary churches, I would do a lot of the assisting out here with my boys, my boys now uh, 15 and 17, but they've been doing it probably now for the last four years. So they were much younger where they would get up on stage and you know, talk about the Constitution and recite things from uh, the Bill of Rights and all of the other documents. And what's exciting about it is that when you bring these facts to people and you tell them about how this country was started, Chris, they are in absolute shock. They don't know about the history. I mean, the true history, when you talk about people like Paul Revere and even Thomas Jefferson, they don't understand about how Black History Month, true Black History Month, on how it started way back then when people would say, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know they had the, this leader in, in Congress or in the government. So when you bring this information to them and you really open their eyes, they are in shock. And it's just such a pleasure to be able to do that with people with true conservative and Christian values. I mean, this country, you know, was, was built on God and the belief in God and people just go, oh, I'm horrified. That's, that's impossible. No, actually, it's not. So instead of reading the revisionist textbooks of how this, you know, how this country started, it's fascinating. We did a lot of work with uh, Kirk Cameron and something called the Monument in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And when the when the pilgrims came here, so it's very exciting when you get the real story on how this country was built and not the revisionist. You know, when you hear about Christopher Columbus and the Indians and this, and it's just, 
it's really just to satisfy their own agendas of how they want to, you know, more so divide us. You know, what's interesting is if I heard you correctly, that these are classes and educational sessions that are occurring at your church. If that's true, apparently you don't subscribe to the liberal point of view of separation of church and state. No, not at all, because, you know, it's interesting you say that because because we had been with another uh, a prior church, a church that my wife had grown up with uh, since she was a child, you know, growing up in Michigan. And when she started to have these classes, Chris, not even during church time, but these were on the days that there were no church services, truly the negative comments and literally the pushback that we had from some of the elders and even some of the people in the church, you just have to kind of scratch your head and says, I'm sorry, we're talking about godly values and how this country started. And people were just flipped out. Many of the people associated with the church, unfortunately, are associated with a, um, uh, a very left-leaning uh, university, in my opinion, and many of them were professors. And so they were pushing back so hard that when we went to the head pastor, we were talking to him and we said, we don't know what to do. And, and this is a friend of ours and his family. His wife was a professor, is a professor currently. And literally what had happened was, is he had just said to her, to my wife saying, you know, we're going to miss you after being there for 12 to 13 years. Wow. We're, we're going to miss you. And I thought to myself, isn't that interesting? It's like, instead of pushing back and saying, no, she's doing this on days that are not church days. And I mean, this was on a Monday night and we, you know, she started with like 15 people in her class and it's now grown all the way to like 140, 150 people at uh, somewhere like Godspeak. Um, you know, Pastor Rob McCoy is the pastor there and someone who has had his own controversy because people, because he has stood up for his values and that we're not going to shut down the church. It's just, it's really unfortunate, you know, in the Christian world when people start to act very unchristian-like. Yeah, I, I, you know, that is such a good point because I do think one of the challenges of walking through the process of sanctification, which is to speak truth in mm -hmm. love, and it does seem like as Christians, we seem to gravitate, gravitate to one end of that spectrum or the other. We, we go straight to love and compassion and we're afraid to speak the truth, or we hammer the crap out of people Mm -hmm. And don't show the love of Jesus. And neither one of those is believe how I believe is how we're called to walk. I think we have to speak the truth, but ultimately we want to bring we want to bring people to the Lord. So we don't want to divide, but we also can't stand we we can't stand idle by and watch sin and lawlessness lawlessness become the the norm in our country. And I you know and it's been a it's been a quite a while. I think I read that it's had to be more than twenty years ago. There was something that I read with David Barton that just really just really resonated with me. And he was really talking about what Thomas Jefferson now refers to as that wall, that separation between church and state, mm -hmm. when in, in, the, in the Constitution where it says that Congress shall not establish any religion, that back in the day, I love that phrase, back in the day when the founders <laughs> were putting this together, right. that, that religion was not used as it is today. Because today we use that, well, does that mean Christian? Does that mean Muslim, Islam? Does that mean this or that? But um, back then, religion was used synonymously and often meant to mean denomination. And in fact, we, it was never a question on whether or not we were a Christian nation. It was that Congress was not to establish a denomination that was dominant 
and completely supported by the state, which would make sense because that's exactly what had happened in England. But at the core, it was never a question that we were a country founded on Christian principles, a nation that was to be devoted to Christ. So, I, I man, I, you tell me that, it gives me chills. I just love what you guys are doing because I think that, that one of the biggest lies that our society has bought into is this lie of separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. And, and as I listen to you say this, Tony, uh, do you like walk around in Southern California with a security detail? I mean, how, <laughs> how, how in the world can you be uh, active in the Patriot Academy and doing these kinds of things and speaking your mind and being a Trump, you know, one of those mega MAGA guys and uh, not walking <laughs> around in, in, in fear for your safety? Sounds like an action figure, doesn't it? <laughs> the mega MAGA. <laughs> it does. It does. It's, yeah, that's right. Bulletproof vest not included. So it's one of those things where people are so hungry, you know, even being here in Southern California, people are so hungry because there are, they are, have, they do have the conservative values or the Christian values as well. And so it's just like, you know, it's just like starting America first insurance group. It's like, oh my goodness, you're, you're appealing to the conservative, you know, to the conservative customer. Aren't you afraid of, you know, pushing away the, no, because there's so many people. I mean, think about when you think about the people in this country, I mean, they say there's like half of them that are conservative and the other half that are, you know, more on the left or in the middle. So when you watch the news, you would think that everybody was obviously on the left. You would think that there were no Christian people. I mean, there were no conservative people whatsoever. And that's simply not true. So, no, I don't walk around with security detail, though that would be pretty cool. I don't walk around with security detail, at least not yet. But when people look at you, it's almost like you could literally, you know, wear a shirt that say, I'm a Nazi sympathizer. And people would just go, oh, well, he's a Nazi sympathizer. He's, you know, they're kind of strange. But if once you start to say that you're a Trump supporter or let's make America great again, people start to it's really it's it's like they don't want to know. They don't want people to know that they even associate with you. And you're going, you know, how strange is that? Or when people just all of a sudden start to go crazy and start to say, how can you wear that shirt? And what are you trying to do? Start trouble? It's like, I can't have my values. I'm not in your face. And many of the people on the, as you know, on the Christian and, and, uh, and conservative side is, you know, we come in peace. We're not here to cause trouble. But when you see some of the people where they go, oh yeah, we're, we're on the left or we're liberal or we believe in Black Lives Matter and you don't no, because it's you know what it's a marxist organization it has nothing to do with furthering the cause or being it making sure that you know blacks have the same uh, values and everything else people will just they don't want people to think that they associate with something that's not um popular oh hey man don't rock the boat or what do you mean your your kids not vaccinated or what do you mean that you voted for trump Think about, real quick, think about the people that when they, and I remember when I thought Hillary was going to be the, you know, elected president. I mean, I remember it was depressing for me because that was the day of the election. And what they did is you remember when they started to interview these people, these flash interviews, and they said, oh, yes, it's Hillary, it's Hillary, Hillary. And then you see this complete, just this overwhelming wave of people who voted for Trump. And it's like, what happened? Because people didn't want to tell you because they were afraid of the negative backlash. And of course, you know, so that's what happened. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, it's interesting. So I live in Michigan, but I'm a native of Texan. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a native of Texan. I'm a native of 
Texas. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you the narrative we hear on this side of the country is that Gavin Newsom is the panacea, that he's the next Democratic nominee for president and that everybody in Southern California, everybody in California walks in lockstep with that mentality. But it sounds like what you're telling me is that's not true. But it's simply fear, not true. It's fear simply keeps not the true. voices suppressed. Yeah, you would think, you know, it's funny you say that because you would think that uh, it is true. It's almost like in Arizona, they've gone ahead and uh, some of the press has already uh, declared Hobbs the winner uh, against, uh, uh, excuse me, against uh, Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake, exactly. And that's simply not true. And for them to be able to say, <clears throat> excuse me, for them to say, oh, yeah, well, we've already, you know, determined her the winner. It's like uh, the election hasn't even happened yet. So please explain to me how this works. When you look at John Fetterman, and I don't know if you got to see that disastrous debate against uh, Dr. Oz. Just clips. I'm watching it and I'm thinking, first of all, I know that this isn't, you know, it's like the Adams family doesn't have a new sequel, number one. And number two, when you see him speaking and trying to put together a sentence, I'm thinking, Chris, how can anyone in their right mind look at this person and go, oh, he's, he has my vote. This man should be hospitalized. He should get medical attention. It's the same thing with our president. It's like when you look at him, you say, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter whether you're conservative or, or on the left. This man needs medical treatment. So why are we all pretending to kind of feel like, oh, no, everything is just fine and dandy? Why did people vote for Biden? Well, because, you know, because they hated Trump. It wasn't, you know, it, it was almost like, oh, well, I'm not, I don't believe in him, but I don't want Trump to be elected. Yeah, because your life was so good under Trump. God forbid, you know, you could actually vote for him, you know, and now look what we're doing. We're paying for, for, for the, you know, higher prices when we go to the supermarket or to at the gas pumps. And it's just, it's a disaster. I know something, I know something will be changing. Uh, I do believe it will be divine. And, uh, but that's just, you know, not everybody in California is crazy. Well, that's good to know. And I, I may have to, to walk back some of the jokes I've said about California. No, you can continue, please. That's okay. Now that I know you're the, out there, Tony. <laughs> thank you. Yes. And, and I'm sorry for all the people that come to Texas. You know, it's like, you know, the shirts that say, don't California my Texas. And, <laughs> and it's so true. And I believe it was David Barton who had said that because of the Californians who came to Texas, the ones with the conservative value is the reason that the elections had gone the way they went. You would think that it was like this whole left wave coming to Texas was really going to mess everything up, even though you have, you know, so many of the Californians and their, and their, you know, and their left values or the ones that moved to Florida or any of these other places. I understand it's like, just leave our, you know, leave our state alone. But it's going to be very, very interesting. And now we see that people are thinking, hmm, well, maybe, you know, everyone on the left is, is it's not the better way, you know. And uh, so the elections are going to be very interesting just coming up here in uh, what, a little over a week. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. There's some really hard things on the ballot, especially here in Michigan, that if we uh, if, if the people pass Proposition 3 here in Michigan, it will make California jealous to the level of accessibility to abortions and uh, gender-affirming surgeries, care, puberty blockers. Oh, my goodness. M Michigan is actually trying to codify it in the Constitution. Uh, well, there, there will be no limits. And so that part I'm grieved about, but, uh, but certainly hopeful. We, we, are, we are praying quite a bit. And um, 
So, Tony, as I listen to you talk, the thing that just strikes me is that, you know, everything that we were trying to do with the Kingdom Patriot Group is to really elevate this conversation about faith, politics, and commerce, that we see so many people talking about different aspects, but they're not bringing the three together because we think they are inexplicably intertwined and mm -hmm. that they we we see that with with wokeness we see that with governments using organizations through commerce to control free speech i mean we just see all all of this in many different ways so what i see about your organization is you're kind of the embodiment of that so number one i just want to thank you for the work you're doing i want to thank you for starting this organization because this is what we need we need a lot more of this kind of entrepreneurship in our country and so i guess as we end up uh, landing the plane today, I wanted to ask you, how do people get in contact with you? How do people get in contact with the organization? What do they do? Is that a phone call? Is it a website? Absolutely. It's actually both. And our website, they can go directly to, it's www.americafirstinsurance.org. Americafirstinsurance.org. That's probably the best way to you know, to go ahead and do that, you can actually either speak to someone live where you'll be able to see, you know, all of the contact information online, or you can go through the system where you can actually get coverage right through the website itself. So we've made it very, very simple, very easy. You know, somebody had said, well, I would imagine, you know, getting coverage would, you, you have to pay a little bit of a premium, you know, to align with your values. It's actually not true, Chris, because we even had our own, one of our own business partners go through just to uh, give you an idea, go through the process for auto insurance. And he was currently with American family through Costco, you know, good carrier, good prices, went through the whole uh, process and found that he now is with travelers through America first insurance group. And he's saving $250 a year. So uh, freedom doesn't, you know, they say freedom comes with a price. Well, when it comes to your insurance coverage, it doesn't. So uh, the nice part about it is, is that people have been very happy. They're going through the process. We're just thrilled. We're just, we're just scratching the surface. Well, I can tell you, I went to your website today. And for our audience, I want, to, I want everyone to know it is, it is very user-friendly and very easy to navigate. Oh, good. Tony, what about if they just want to call? Is there a number for them to call? Yeah, absolutely. If they would like to call you know, directly, that's uh, you know, certainly not a problem. In fact, there's a couple of different numbers that they can go ahead and call. If it's for auto and homeowner insurance, uh, homeowners insurance and business related, any uh, anything other than life insurance, uh, that number toll free is 833-777-1231. Again, 833-777-1231. And if they're looking for life coverage, then it would be toll free 855-229-9557. Again, 855-229-9557. Five, seven. Awesome. I look forward to hearing uh, how your organization grows. Um, Tony, really appreciate you being on the grid today. Any closing thoughts or comments? No, Chris, I appreciate what you're doing. And you know what? I think, I mean, truly, I think what you're doing and, you know, Kingdom Patriot Group and even the podcast, you know, the grid, you, you just do such a great, great job. You're doing such a just, you know, you're doing God's work. And getting the word out there and thank you for not steering away from anything that's controversial and not just involved with the church you know of course it all leads back to god but thank you for the work that you're doing and i can't wait to see everything that you're doing and growing 
And uh, I know how important Kingdom Patriot Group is. It's truly, you know, as an organization and your heart. And uh, we, I can't wait to see us both grow. Uh, I really appreciate it, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us on The Grid. This is Tony Lanning, the CEO and co-founder of American First Insurance Group. Thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Till next time. Visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. 